This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back, Raider Nation. It is that time again. Yes, it's time to spend time with Uncle Scott and Uncle Mo. It's time for Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Thanks for being back with us here. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Go now, please. We ask you, we implore you. That'll help us out significantly. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Silver and Black today or ask Alexa, hey, Alexa, Silver and Black today. Those guys rock. And then she'll subscribe you to it. So just do that. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscription button and make sure you smash. That's what the kids say today. Smash that uh, notifications bell so that you get notified anytime we have a new video. Uh, And I say anytime we have a new video, because this show is not just me. This show is us. I'm Scott Colbranson. This is Mr. Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report. You can catch all his work up there on the entire league. And if you want to read him specifically on Raiders material, we got a spot for that too. That is sportsnot.com, which you can catch him up there as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. And I too contribute to sportsnot.com, not as much as Mo. But I do get up there occasionally, and I usually piss people off. So that's just the way it goes. But anyway, one of us has to do it. So I decide to do it because Mo's just, you know, Mo is so easygoing. He was sick yesterday's show. Miraculously, he takes his older brother Scott's advice, ODs on vitamin C, hopefully had some tea, had some avocado smoothie, and you're feeling better, man. Yeah, toughing it out. Uh, feeling feeling better today than I did yesterday. 
a little more charged up, uh, filled with scholarship. Before I got on the show with Scott, I told him I literally just kind of rolled out of bed to my right and got on the show. So today, today I got a running start, but I won't right. give I won't give up the details to that. But yes, feeling a lot better today. I love it. All right, well that's good, man. Uh, and and we are here. We're going to talk today, Mo. It, it happens every year, right? Which is the rumor mill. The offseason is not even officially here yet because we're still we're in championship weekend, conference championship weekend. We kind of previewed the games yesterday, which was a little early. But those games on Sunday, of course, the 49ers and the Eagles and the Chiefs and the excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, there comes uh, my my morning coffee. Uh, but no, the and the Bengals. So so we've covered those games already. But in the meantime, all uh, of the other 28 teams and their fan bases are sitting on their thumbs waiting for something to happen in the offseason, right? And so what we start to see is, I think, a little bit of what we saw. And, and make let me make the disclosure here. By and far, when we're talking about what I would consider credible journalists, whether they're online journalists, whether they're TV journalists, whether they're print, i.e. newspaper journalists, um, we mean that's what we're talking about here is credible folks. Um, but the rumor mill stuff starts up, Mo. Uh, we know the Derek Carr stuff, that's not rumor mill. That's happening. It's in process. So you expect things to come out about that. And we'll get into that a little bit later because you wrote a column about that. But the other thing is you start to see talk of players coming and going. Well, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, again, one of those guys who is incredibly uh, uh, professional and somebody that you know is a full NFL insider, uh, put out there that, geez, the Raiders look, uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels look to be getting more of, quote unquote, their guys in the building so that that might make some folks from the previous regime players more expendable. And he specifically mentioned Darren Waller. Bing, by the way, I'm OK with trading Darren Waller. I know I said that, but there's a caveat there. And number two, one that was a surprise, I think, for most fans was Hunter Renfro. Mo, you look at these rumors, you start to see this. Um, and one side, it makes sense. But then you see another report about how Tom Brady's most likely landing spot, if he doesn't retire, is the Raiders. But how? why would he want to go to the Raiders if they trade away two of their biggest offensive pieces and they still don't have an offensive line? So make sense of this to me. Explain to folks who get frustrated by this rumor mill stuff, how do they look between the lines and say, okay, how do I decide what I should take with a grain of salt? And what should I look at and say, hey, maybe there's some fire where that's that where that smoke is. Now, as you said, Jeremy Fowler is a respected journalist. I believe he covered the Pittsburgh Steelers for years. Yeah. So this is not a guy who's just throwing stuff at the wall and hopefully hoping it sticks. I think I think there's some chatter about how the Raiders can get better for the future. Now, I think if Tom Brady is legit target and they're considering Tom Brady and Tom Brady is giving them signs that, okay, I may consider Las Vegas, it doesn't make any sense to trade Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro because part of the reason Tom Brady would be coming to Las Vegas is because he could play with those guys. Yep. How I explain this is that if the Raiders are, and this it could be true, again, Jeremy Files is a respected journalist, if the Raiders are could – considering trading Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, it's probably because they plan to blow the whole thing up. Mm. So what if they don't get Tom Brady? What if they don't get Aaron Rodgers? What if they wind up with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Stidham, Jacoby Brissett? 
then I think you consider trading Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller because then you could say, okay, we're, we're just going to blow this whole thing up. Mm. But I will say that I wouldn't consider that route because, as I said before on previous shows, Josh McDaniels is, is under some heat. I think he goes into the 2023 season on the hot seat. So I think he has to win or has to show some promising signs of improvement right away. So to me, it would be counterproductive to trade two of your key offensive playmakers if, if you are on the hot seat. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe he's not on the hot seat. Maybe he's talked to Mark Davis, and Mark Davis says, look, whatever happens in 2023, you're good for a third year. Yep. Now, if he got that word from Mark Davis, then I could see why trading your key players makes sense because then you're just – collecting draft capital and blowing it all up and building for the future. Yeah, but I, I I, seriously, in my heart of hearts, Mo, I just doubt that they're going to blow it up because, look, you know, we went over this on yesterday's show in comparing them to the Bengals and, and to the Eagles as well, which is you can turn around a team pretty quickly. As bad as it looks for on the Raiders on offense, remember, they're off their defense, excuse me. The defense was no worse. And in fact, it was a tiny bit better, believe it or not, than it was in 2021. So again, it's bad. It's in the low, it's in the high 20s, 26 to be exact. So I know they have to get bodies there. They have to spend a lot of money in draft capital to build the defense. And we all know that's going to happen. That said, if even if you don't get a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers and you get a bridge veteran, a Garoppolo or somebody like that, and then you decide you're going to draft a young quarterback, it would make no sense to get rid of those guys, right? Because suddenly you need those offensive. You have the offense where if you improve your defense significantly and you have a quarterback back there who can who's good and passable and can get you into the playoffs, then you don't want to blow it up. Um, so we don't know what's what's in their head. But I'm surprised the Waller one. I told you I, I was in favor of training Waller depending on what they were doing uh, because I think he's going to have the highest value. Renfro though, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. As much as you and I both like Hunter Renfro as a player. And as a guy, I mean, he was a contributor on this show on Raider Nation Radio. Um, the injuries, the fumbles we talked about, um, and and reports that I get that maybe you know he's not as into it as he was before. I'm wondering what value Hunter Renfro has. I know from a salary cap perspective, what it looks like for the Raiders is basically a wash if they were to trade him because I think they would gain five million in cap, but the the, the dead cap hit is seven. Um, and so, so when you look at that, though, what does the trade market look like for a Hunter Renfro coming off an injury? Probably a middle round pick. Now I yeah. know he got into the Pro Bowl. There was an injury. He got into the Pro Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Had over a thousand yards receiving. But I would assume that the market isn't that high for a primary slot receiver. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying the the the, the significance of having a, a top notch slot receiver, but mm-hmm. Teams aren't going to be giving the Raiders a second first round pick for Hunter Renfro. No, so I, no. I just don't see the the ultimate gain in trading him. Yeah. If you thought that he could be, you know, that 1,000 yard receiver when you gave him the extension. So obviously the Raiders gave him the extension because they felt like he could be a core player. I don't see why you would trade him after one year unless he wants out. And Hunter Renfro doesn't seem like that guy is going to make a lot of noise in the locker room. Now, I do know he was extremely and is extremely. <sighs> close with Derek Carr. I mean, I know that from my time in Las Vegas and talking to Hunter individually uh, that that they, I mean, when I say extremely close, a lot of people making the, the noise about Devontae Adams and Derek Carr being close. 
Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr are very, very close. Like brothers almost, I would say, by my estimation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so I don't know if that, you know, how things have gone and what he feels, but, but I don't see any value in it. And again, it goes back to some of these reports. Remember, Raider Nation is a valuable property. I know the Raiders have not been good consistently or at all for a long time, but the brand is still valued. It still has its mystique. Surprisingly, most teams who lose for that long do not, but the Raiders do. That's how rich their history is. So publications reporters know if they report on the Raiders, especially with the Tom Brady stuff swirling around it, that you're going to get people to read your stuff. And I'm not saying Jeremy Fowler made anything up because he's got great sources. He's been very impeccable. So whoever he talked to, I'm sure told him this. But what I'm curious about, Mo, is if I'm Dave Ziegler and and whoever this source for Jeremy Fowler and others, because others are reporting it too, said that they want their guys, why would you give him an extension last year? Like those are, and the same goes for Carr. We've had this discussion with Carr's time being up with the Raiders. They all went in, hey, we love these guys. And now maybe it's because of Waller's injuries and they gave him the thing and then now they're disappointed they want to get rid of him. With Hunter Renfro, though, his injury was, you know, a head injury. And then you have, of course, the the hip. So so you look at that and you think if those are their guys, then why would they want to get rid of him? And then, then why would they tell a source that they're no longer their guys? It's very odd to me. It is very odd. And to me, once you give a guy an extension without an out clause, as they give right. Derek Carr, that they become your guys. Once you give that guy a multi-year extension, they become <clears throat> your guys because you decided to pay them. Yeah. So I don't. So from that standpoint, is another reason I don't. Again, I don't want to question Jeremy Fowler and his no, because he was not, one of the all. he he was one of the first people that threw out the idea that the Raiders were going to waive Alex Leatherwood. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the people that came out and, and tweeted that. And a lot of people were like, no, they're going to you know, try to use him as a guard. And I felt like they should have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or no, they're going to keep him. No way they wave him after a year like that. And look what happened. So I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to trade these two guys, but I would, I would assume that there is a plan in place that they would at least consider it if they get good draft capital in return. Now, as you said, I think they can get more for Darren Wallerson because – He's produced a lot more in recent years than Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro mm-hmm. had one standout year. Darren Waller had a couple of standout years, and he's still regarded as one of the top pass-catching tight ends in the league. So I could see Darren Waller fetching a second and third-round pick. Hunter Renfro may be, you know, fourth, fifth-round pick. Yeah, and and let me say this, too, for, for folks who don't necessarily know, and I'm not. it's not like a magician revealing how tricks are done here, but having worked around beat reporters— Okay, so the guys who cover the team, like a Jeremy Fowler, and of course the guys who cover the team for the Raiders, um, I dealt with them when I worked in college athletics. I dealt with them when I worked in, in the world of boxing. And sometimes sources will give stories, including sources from the team, because they want to put out a story or they want to put out feelers. So in this case, Jeremy Fowler, very, his source could very well be somebody in the Raider organization who says, by the way, yeah, you know what? I heard that they, they might be willing to trade Darren Waller because guess what? 
Then somebody somebody hears that, picks up the phone, and calls Dave Ziegler, and says, "Hey, man, we need a tight end. We'll give you a first round draft pick." I mean, you don't know what's going to come in the door, right? And so by floating it out there, even if you don't have any intention, now you have some consequences there with the player who hears it too. By the way, that's a different story. But if you you hear this every year, and sometimes it's the agent. Maybe the agent of one of the players doesn't want to be with the Raiders anymore. Maybe the team is just feeling to see what he's worth. Because if somebody comes at you and says, hey, we'll give you a, a second round, high second round draft pick for Darren, Darren Waller, or we'll give you a high third round draft pick for Hunter Renfro, you have to entertain the offer. And so, and by the way, Darren Waller's hard cap hit for 2023 is what, 660000 So if they got draft capital back on that guy, I mean, you're willing to listen on anybody. And so there's some of that at play too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And you did a very good job of breaking down how rumors get out there. Mm -hmm. And it's not that Jeremy Fowler is reporting false rumors. He's actually, as you said, probably hearing it from credible sources connected to the team who may want to see, wait, what can we get for Darren Waller and Hunter Murphy without actually saying it ourselves? We'll just pass it on to someone who can pass it on to Jeremy Fowler, one of these reporters. So it could be, as you said, just a, a feeler method of, you know, what can we get? We're not putting them on a trade block, so to speak, but what would you give us if you got on the phone with us and we said they were available? <laughs> you know, is that is that type of deal? I think it's I think it's that more than an agent speaking for a player who's unhappy because to me, right. I, I think Darren Waller, I know they don't have a quarterback in place right now, but I don't think Darren Waller has a thought about, like, I want to play somewhere else because Derek Carr left. I remember mm-hmm. after Derek Carr was benched, they interviewed Darren Waller, I don't want to say what was in his head or his heart, but he didn't seem all that upset. <laughs> <laughs> no. In fact, no. in fact, he was the he was one of the guys where I felt like he was a little more positive upbeat. about the change and upbeat, upbeat. about the change. Upbeat's yes. the perfect word, actually. Yes. Yeah, upbeat about the change. He wasn't celebrating it. He was respectful to his teammate, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you just could tell by the tone, right? Versus Devonta Adams says, hey, it's part of the business. I wish he was playing. He's my buddy. You know, Darren Warren's like, hey, we got to move forward. We got to go. We got to win these games. We got to do this. We had to. And it just <sighs> seemed more upbeat. So so I hear you there. Um, and, and, and I think that that's where I, I know fans get frustrated by the rumors. Partially, they get frustrated because they don't want to be disappointed again. Like a lot of folks love Darren Waller. A lot of folks love Hunter Renfro, and they don't want to see them go, especially if they, you don't know what you're getting in return. So, so I get that. And that's why I just I wanted to go through this with you, Mo, because and you brought this up as we were doing prep for the show. And it's a good one because people need to understand how these come about. You take them with a grain of salt. They're never going to go away. In some ways, they're a little bit fun just because I go, oh, that's interesting. Uh, and you, but read between the lines. Nothing is as seem as it seems overtly. I believe. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I, if I were a betting man, and I, am, <laughs> um, I would say I, <laughs> I would say that Hunter Renfro is more than likely suiting up for the Rays in 2023. Yep. Darren Waller, nah. I don't know. It, it it could go either way. And we've been on the show. We've said that we could see the Raiders trading Darren Waller. And I said yep. that we. First of all, we didn't think that he should have got the extension. Yeah. And then on top of that, his injury history, I, I can understand why the Raiders would dangle him out there because they could say, well, we could capitalize on his on his return now because if he gets hurt, as he gets hurt and time goes on, his his you know, his trade value is gonna deplete. So Absolutely. if you trade him now, he looked as I said in a previous show, he looked good coming back from injury. Yes. He looked pretty yes. good. So that helps his trade value. You can say, Well, look, he was hurt, but when Got back on the field. Look how well Productive. he played. I, yeah, I could see the Raiders 
trading Darren Waller. I, I'm pretty sure Hunter Renfro is back. Not as sure with Darren Waller. And I'll tell you the other thing here. Uh, I think people should think about is uh, that you might that might be a position again if the Tom Brady thing is how the Raiders go. We don't know. We're not saying that it has to or that it should at this point. But if it does. I'll tell you what, Rob Gronkowski's been out there a lot talking about this and talking. So he very well could be coming as a package deal if he comes to the Raiders. And so then suddenly you have a tight end. Uh, and so you could trade Darren Waller, get some draft capital and get another defensive player <laughs> or get a young a young player on offense that you can have uh, as those guys ride into the sunset after one or two years. So so that's all things to consider. All right. That's going to do it for the rumor miller stuff. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that I've talked about, Murph has talked about, and Mo brought up, especially uh, yesterday on the episode, which was about the most valuable thing in the NFL, which is a quarterback and really any significant player of talent on a rookie contract. We'll talk why that matters and uh, why we talk about it all the time and why you should always think about it when you're thinking about how your team can get better. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. We will be right back after this. <laughs> 